0: I would like all of you know that it is important that you listen to the teaching of Thursday night to your brothers the missionaries of the cross. The Lord I find doing something beautiful in our community. You have to remember the community of Love Crucified is still in its formation um, stage. So it's a constant Walking, It's a constant developing and the Lord teaching us. This week, he gave me a clarity for the missionaries of the cross that was new in my heart. And through that clarity, I spoke to them Thursday. So I invite you all to listen to it because as mothers of the cross, we need to understand who they are, their identity and their mission. Because an important mission of a mother of the cross is to bring to life the missionaries of the cross. So a unique calling of a mother of the cross is to embrace and love these men in our community and also those that aren't here yet. But we have the responsibility given to us by God to pray for them daily. They really, really need our prayers. And when you hear their mission and what they're called to do, because it's very united to the mission of John the Baptist, they are really called to confront in a way with a lot of love. But it's a mission that requires great courage and also great purity. So in order to really help them become who God is calling them to be. They need us, so we cannot forget. So please take the time to to listen to that teaching. Um, The other thing I I would like to say concerning (coughs) what is happening in the church. Father Ron said something really beautiful in the men's group Thursday. He was letting us know that he, as a priest, has been bombarded with telephone calls from so many people he knows asking him about what's going on in the church. And like Lisa said, there's a lot of anger, frustration, confusion, um, taking sides, making judgments. And Father Ron did not quite know you know what do you tell all these people so he went to prayer and he really prayed for wisdom on how to know what to say and the Holy Spirit placed in the heart of father Ron to go back and read chapter 8 of the path and he went back and read the whole chapter and he was amazed in fact in our chapter 8 in the section of our Blessed Mother of it specifically says in that message that Bishop will fight against Bishop and Cardinal against Cardinal and what God was showing Father Ron to say is that what he needs to do is everyone that calls him tell them to go to our website and read chapter 8 because in chapter 8 is contained exactly what we're living, and exactly the call that we're being given for this time of how we need to be reacting and what we need to be doing. So what does this mean for us in our community? First and foremost, I don't see how any of us can be even surprised, startled. The Lord has been speaking to us for over 10 years specifically telling us of this darkness, specifically telling us to pray for the priesthood and for the church because of this. He specifically so it's it's as if the peace we have to have is so amazing. but not only peace in the midst of the sorrows because we feel the pain of the Lord, there has to be something that's unique to our community and that is joy. Why? Because we know the truth. We know that God is bringing all of this garbage to the surface because he's purifying it. And we know the promises that the Lord has made us. He hasn't just told us doomsday, doomsday, no. He has told the crucified, you are part of my herald of hope. Why? Because the reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary with the new Pentecost is coming. Just like he told us the darkness is coming, this is coming. So we cannot fall into the trap of Satan. Satan wants us to fall into this darkness, into the trap of taking sides into the trap of making judgments. When people approach us, they have to see in as a joy, a peace, a trust, a confidence that it is, speaks to them. Remember, the darker everything gets, the more we will stand out if we are living our identity and mission, because we will seem different than anybody else. The light, which is our peace, our joy, our trust, our love, will speak volumes. So this is a little introduction then into the main thing I want to speak to you about today, just like the, the missionaries of the cross on Thursday. If I want to go back and speak to the mothers of the cross about our identity, and mission But just like the missionaries of the cross I want to bring to light today what I feel the Lord is Revealing in a clearer way in our formation as his community and that is what is the difference between a mother of the cross a mother of the cross <laughs> called to love crucified and all Catholic women that are really called to be victims of love, okay, and that is what I spoke to the missionaries of the cross. What is the difference between them and all Catholic men that are also called to be victim souls, okay? So let me first begin by speaking about who we are. I sent the mothers of the cross, English-speaking mothers of the cross in the United States, my notes in English, and I'm sorry... All of you that's, that are Spanish, it hasn't been translated, so you don't have it yet. <laughs> so, okay. Our identity, as you know, is one with the mother of sorrows. Just as the identity of a missionary of the cross is one with the man, Jesus Christ of sorrows, of Isaiah 53. We are called to participate intimately with Jesus in his suffering for souls as one with the mother of sorrows. Now, what I did is, I took just some key sentences from the messages and teachings the Lord has given us on who we are called to be, who he wants us to be. So, The Lord says, we are called to live in taste my agony of love as one with my mother. You are called to partake in my chalice of suffering in love and for love. To participate with my mother in my agony of love. To receive. The brokenness of all people into your heart as one with me to receive the wounds of your brothers and sisters and to give the sacrifice of your life as one with me for the salvation and sanctification to participate in my interior crucifixion as one with my mother thus obtaining the greatest amount of graces for the world. To embrace all the sorrows I place in your heart with perfect peace, trust, patience, and love. And exteriorly reveal your gentle smile and perfect joy. If you look at these words, our mission is a mission of participation. It is a profound work, but it is an interior work. That's important. Next, our mission is to be companions as spouses of Christ his companions that choose to remain with him and quench his thirst for love, thus bringing his sacred heart consolation. A mother of the cross is called to be an intimate, loving spouse of Christ we are called to live a profound profound my sisters spousal union with Jesus Christ and as all of you know to become spouses is a elevated spiritual union with Christ every Christian woman has is called to be a spouse of Christ yet Few actually enter and become spouses of Christ. Why? Not because Christ doesn't want it, he thirsts for that. But because few are willing to allow the Holy Spirit to undergo in them the purification needed to become a spouse. And here we'll touch upon. That one of the differences of a mother of the cross. If God brings you into this community, it's because you are willing to undergo the purification by fire. And if you're not willing to undergo the purification by fire, you won't remain here. Because, and that is part of why in Love Crucified, we will never be many. Few. That is what St. Louis de Montfort discovers at the end of his life when he has a community of the cross. St. Louis de Montfort had a beautiful community called the Friends of the Cross. And it's at the end of his life that he writes a letter to them, the letter to the friends of the cross that I'm sure most of you have read. And what does he say there? He is speaking to his community, like Love Crucified. And he's saying, you got to be careful. Because many are going to want to enter this community. But really few are being chosen to come into this community and you've got to protect it. And he goes on to say who belongs in his community. And it's really the same thing. Only those willing to go through the purification of fire, which takes the path takes us to, can truly belong in this community. We'll go deeper into this in a few minutes. So here, in this part of our mission, the Lord says, I thirst for you to quench my thirst with your kiss of love. It was these words from the Lord that I prayed today in the rosary. I memorized them. When I receive Holy Communion, that I receive my spouse, what do I do? I kiss him. And this is what I say to him. My beloved, receive my kiss of love, because this is what Jesus Christ taught me for the mothers of the cross. Quench my thirst with your kiss of love, your kiss of gratitude, your kiss of purity, your kiss of sorrow, your kiss of desire to be one with me, suffering in love with me. To me, those words were beautiful. Suffering in love with me. We are in love. We are in love. <laughs> we are a bunch of women in love with Christ. And how can we be gloomy? We are in love. We are like, and it's better, like novia. like <laughs> with the best spouse on earth. How can we be like, oh (laughs) this? No. We if you see, if we have women that come into this community that don't have it right and can't enter into this love relationship, it becomes this gloominess, this darkness that is not a mother of the cross. We are in love. (laughs) Do not, you know, in love, think about. When you've been in love, you know it, it even brings you to giggleness. You know, you know what's coming to my mind, Michelle. Oh. Michelle, when you received the baptism in the Holy Spirit in our retreat in Georgia, and she received the giggles. It was, but you know, seeing Michelle, it was a the the spouse in love. And the Lord just blesses her and brings her this laughter because she's in love. That is what the Lord wants from the mothers of the cross. Next, we are spiritual mothers for priests. The Lord said, these spiritual mothers will live the tears and sorrows of their hearts united as one with the mother of sorrows. Bring life to my missionaries of the cross. Do not grow weary in your hidden life of suffering all with me. For you are my holy remnant that God the Father will use to purify my church and pierce the darkness penetrating her. If there is a mother of the cross that is falling into the trap of becoming confused and dark with all the scandals taking place, it's because you haven't believed these words from the Lord. And this is why I can have joy in the midst of the darkness. Because I have come to believe that we, this little remnant, hidden, unknown, unseen, is being used by God to purify the church. So, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord says, raise up my army of holy priests needed for the decisive battle. Your hidden lives lived in your domestic monasteries will be a source of grace for the sanctification of priests. The pure sufferings of the mothers of the cross I will use to pierce the harshness of my son's hearts. The hidden force of the mothers of the cross will help bring to life the dead bones of my sons. A mother of the cross, our warriors, holy warriors with Mary, called to seize the dragon, Satan. The Lord said to us, We are warriors of love, fighting the beast, and you will slay him. The Lord doesn't only tell us we're going up against Satan with Mary as her heel, but he makes it a point. This really touched me lately. He made it a point to tell us, to make a promise to us, you will slay him. He says, unite as one to my cross and believe in the power of your hidden sorrows apart." to free the world from Satan's grasp. The biggest problem we have is in believing. Our lives are so common, so ordinary, so nothing, that it is still very hard for us to believe that our hidden sorrows, those that aren't even seen, God is telling us we'll have the power to free the world from Satan's grasp. It's so beyond our comprehension that we read the words, but we haven't believed them as of yet with our mind, with our heart, with our soul, with our strength. We've got to pray for that faith. Because as we begin to believe this, we will be women uh, filled always with joy. And that is why, because a a mother of the cross, there's two things together. And this was very clear in the message, and this is in our path. that it's the message of, June 28 2011 and and the Lord is telling the mothers you know that we're going to suffer the interior crucifixion with him and I was feeling the, the pain and sorrow of the piercings and this union with the Lord and so much sorrow and there's so much sorrow that I would go to the Lord and say I don't get it how do I find the joy I feel such an intense pain interiorly, such an intense sorrow, that I don't understand how I personally can feel so much pain interiorly, and yet be joyous. It's like seems like a contradiction. You can't have one, or you know, you can't have both. And that's when the Lord gave these beautiful words. My daughter, embrace all the sorrows I place in your heart with perfect peace, trust, patience, and love, and exteriorly reveal your gentle smile and perfect joy in knowing the love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for you. Your perfect joy in knowing that we live in you and you in us. The perfect joy in knowing you have been chosen by God to aid in the salvation of many and you have responded. The perfect joy of living in faith, hope, and charity. The perfect joy of possessing the gift of the cross. The perfect joy of knowing more intimately love and becoming one with love. The perfect joy of possessing the Holy Spirit as your most treasured companion. The perfect joy of seeing yourselves transformed into a new creation in me. The perfect joy of knowing Mary and living with her as one heart in my love crucified. That is why we must, like Mary. Be one with the mother of sorrows, but live in the perfect joy of peace. That is why we are women that can live in the darkness of these times, suffering the pain because the body of Christ the church is our spouse too, but at the same time the joy that comes from perfect faith in believing what God has told us and we were called to aid in the formation of Christ's victims of love. He said, help form my hidden martyrs of love to perfection in me. So now I'm going to go to the second part. What's the difference? What's the difference between a woman called to be a mother of the cross in the community of love crucified and all Catholic women called to be victims of love. As I prayed in the Blessed Sacrament yesterday, and I was asking the Lord how to present this, I felt he told me to go to the path to page 150, and it was 149 and 150. And I was amazed. If you go to the path on page 149, These are some of the things you're going to find. It has these words. Our lady made her own the pain of her son and with him accepted the father's will. Here is one of the differences. My sisters, everybody suffers, whether they're believers or not. It's part of life. Everybody suffers. There is a misunderstanding in our community that to be coming to to love crucified is suffering souls we find. So we see someone that's really suffering a lot and we go, oh, they belong in love crucified. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. You see, you might be someone that doesn't look like they're suffering at all. Your marriage might be great. Like, I was thinking, I told the men, when the Lord called me to be his victim soul, in Medjugorje, I was with my husband, my children, good marriage, my kids were fine, I wasn't sick, no suffering, you know, And as the world, you know, sees suffering, the Lord didn't choose me and call me to be a mother of the cross because I'm suffering, see, that's not why he brought me here. A mother of the cross is a woman that because she has already been inflamed with love for Christ, she's already, a a woman that comes into love crucified should be a woman that's already madly in love with Christ. That's why the Lord approached me first. I was already madly in love with him. He had been preparing me for years through Conchita, and I fell madly in love with my Lord on the cross. It was from that love relationship that then he asked me, will you, my beloved, be my victim soul? Why did the Lord ask me to be his victim soul? Because it I responded to his love and then he responds back to me and he's inviting me to the marriage bed it was my proposal and he begins to take me by the hand which is the path to bring me to the inner chamber of the cross which is our wedding bed so that our love can be consummated and my beloved and I become one. And in this union of love, we bear life to the church. That is a mother of the cross. It's a love relationship. Therefore, we do not recruit in this community, I don't go looking for anybody. It is a problem. When anybody has tried to recruit, we've had to deal with lots of problems in the community because they weren't brought here by God, they were brought here by us. <laughs> Big difference. So please don't go inviting people to the community. <laughs> I'm serious. Because then they come for all the wrong reasons. Some people have been wanting to come to this community because as a, like, psychological healing place, we do receive healing because our beloved heals us. You see? But this group is not a community of healing like it that's not what we are it's different so what do you do you give away the path now there were many years we didn't have the path and i saw that during those years we didn't have the path we had to spend a long time I was thinking the other day of Father Geordi would spend most of his time teaching our own community not to be scared of the call to be victim souls because we really didn't yet have the path. So the Lord knew that. It's like you see the beginning church developing. So the Lord, you know, because of that, Love Crucified went through some years that had to go through a very profound purification. Not that there was anything wrong with anybody that's been in our community, but this was not the calling for them. It doesn't mean we rejected them or they rejected us. It just means they belong, this isn't their calling. They have, and most of them have found other communities and other places where they're very happy So what do you do? You give the path to people as a gift and you do nothing. You say nothing. What happens? It is God himself that through the path will start to speak to them, will start to guide them, will start to inflame greater love. When we give the path, you will see different things. You will see people that disregard it completely. It's very similar to the seeds that fall on different grounds. Some fall on thorns. Some fall on rocks. Okay. So some, their hearts are not ready. So they put it away. Others read it and love it. And then forget about it. It's the same thing as that parable. Others read it and it gives them a beautiful understanding they did not have of what a victim of love is and they begin to actually live the path. They begin to learn to suffer with and they begin to walk as victim souls according to where they're at. And their capacity. But at the end of that parable there are those few seeds that fall on rich soil. Those are the mothers of the cross and missionaries of the cross. That the path is not a book that I'm going to learn something from. The difference between a mother of the cross and missionary of the cross is that the path becomes who we are. We become the path. The path is not a book we read, it is what we become. We become witnesses because we become the path. And a mother of the cross and missionary of the cross must be men and women being called by God to that. That is why the greatest thing to do in this community is let God speak to different souls with the path and let him bring to us those that he's calling to be transformed into the path. You see? Okay, so... The first point was, a mother of the cross is not only willing, like our blessed mother, to suffer whatever God places in our lives. But we, like Mary, make the pain of her son our own. We make the pain of Christ our own, which means, We receive the garbage of other people, you can say, into our own hearts and suffer it with Christ as grace for them. Not every man and woman that can be a victim soul is willing to do that. For example, if you have a child, a father, a brother, an uncle, a husband a priest that you know that's in pornography well I'm not in pornography that's not my garbage but I am willing to receive their garbage into my own heart because that's what Christ does he received my garbage and my garbage are in his wounds so a mother of the cross must be willing to receive the garbage of others as one with Christ and solely for love, suffer with them so that they can be received the graces. It's not even about anymore a mother of the cross just suffering our own pain. That's a difference. Not all women are willing and called to do that. The next point. That same page, 144, said this about our Blessed Mother. Thus, the violence of sorrow has cut through your heart, and we rightly call you more than martyr, since the effect of compassion in you has gone beyond the endurance of physical suffering a mother of the cross's greatest suffering is not physical but the pain of compassion for souls her greatest work is the interior work of the martyrdom of the heart she is willing to do this work daily without receiving any attention or recognition for her work for God is completely hidden. She voluntarily receives the piercing of violent sorrows, yet perfect joy is one of the queen virtues of a mother of the cross. Do you understand why there will be few in our community? But that's not a problem, because God has always done his greatest deeds with the few. So, you know, growing love crucified has never been an agenda for me. In fact, i rather have really few that are really willing to live this mission and are called to this mission than a bunch of people that have come for different reasons and this isn't their mission, you see? Third, a mother of the cross accepts as one with Mary the suffering of solitude. What was the suffering of solitude? Our Lord explained it to Conchita. It's it's pretty much said in this one sentence. The Trinity hid itself from her, Mary, and left her in a spiritual and divine abandonment. It wasn't that she didn't have friends. She was surrounded by people, the disciples, Mary Magdalene. Many people loved her on earth. And she had Jesus (coughs) explain to her the Eucharist but interiorly she goes into that spiritual darkness where she feels interiorly abandoned by God as Jesus felt on the cross, but lives in perfect faith knowing that she's not. In our path, that is the second nail. And every mother of the cross and missionary of the cross must be willing to live the nails of purification. Which means we will live also, especially a mother of the cross, the suffering of solitude, that darkness, where you no longer feel the presence of the Lord. Really have its consolations. And that is good. Because there we enter a more perfect union with God. And there our lives take on greater, greater power, like Mary. But every mother of the cross is called, and Mary wants each of us to enter that solitude. And not every woman that's called to be a victim soul necessarily is open to live in that solitude. I just saw a movie of Mother Teresa of Calcutta she lived the suffering of solitude of that darkness almost her entire life as a as a missionary of charity. And she just lived in that perfect faith, hope, and love, but in that darkness. That is very much the call of a mother of the cross. Why? Because just as she received it, because she entered the darkness of the poor. We're entering the darkness of the world and the church. And that darkness becomes part of our soul. And God permits that suffering because we are victims of love solely to pour grace to purify and bring light to the church. The beautiful thing is the more our soul and heart lives and enters that darkness the greater exteriorly that people will notice a light. We might not even notice it too much, but others notice it in us. And I've heard in accompaniment different women tell me that, and that's what it is. Inside we feel a certain darkness, but exteriorly others through our eyes, our smile there's a light of God shining more and more through us a mother of the cross's greatest desire is to become one with love therefore she is willing and docile to enter the painful and long process of the purification by fire not all women are called nor capable but to enter this purification for example this week I got a beautiful call from Bernadette's mother and she tells me Lordis, Bernie doesn't know I'm calling you <laughs> she's at work <laughs> but she's very sick and now she's um, in her bed and she said but I need to know if I'm doing it right. Oh, I'm embracing my cross and I spend the whole day saying, I suffer this with you, Jesus. No longer two but one in your sacrifice of love. And as what else do I need to do? Am I doing <laughs> it right? She's 80 something years old, 85. Now is her mother called to enter this and read the path and go into a... No, but she's doing it perfect. And I said, you're doing it beautiful. And God is, and I said, and I have some work for you to do for me. And she said, really? And I said, yes, I said, our community need, our men need a lot of prayers. I want you to suffer the pain you're going through and being bed bound. For the missionaries of the cross this old lady 85 years old was so happy it was like I gave her a mission and she hung up that phone like I got it I can do this I'm on mission (laughs) you see in our community we are called to bring this understanding to the whole church I'm reading Father Gately's book. Father Gately is like the missionaries of the cross of Greenbury. Very few will enter his religious community. But his religious community has a mission for the whole church. So they're propagating their books. And at the end of the book, if you notice, they have all their resources because they have a mission for the church. Love crucified will be like that. We will be few in the community. But we have a responsibility to propagate the path to bring the understanding and the call for victim souls to the church for this time. Therefore, if your gift is singing, writing, internet, um. Whatever it is, you need to use it to propagate the mission of Love Crucified. You need, one of the things I'm going to bring to the council is how we in Love Crucified can get the books, the paths at cost, because we give away most of the books we print. That's the other thing in Love Crucified. We don't fundraise. But somehow through your generosity and others, we always have money to print more books. My community, we don't make money on the books. In fact, <laughs> we lose money because I don't even know. But we give away a lot of books. Because that's our mission. And God is going to give us, the resources that are gonna come. And they have come. But but know that. so. In Colombia, they're printing the books in Colombia. It's so much cheaper there. I mean, it's a few dollars there, whereas compared to the States, it costs us about $15 a book to print. But so that even those those in Colombia can get more of the books at cost so they can give more away. Now, that doesn't mean those that can should buy them, you know, not us, but other people. But we have to get creative. And part of this is why we are now bringing forth a new website for the community. Because the website has to be a means to teach many the call to be victim souls and to form them. So... We are now taking the time, I'm going to tell you now, I am going to have to stop spiritual accompaniment for like a month and a half just so that I can rewrite a lot in our um, website that has to be rewritten to make it clear. But with my schedule of accompaniment, I, I can't, it seems like I can't do both. So I feel like maybe I need to just take a break for about a month and a half so that I can focus on the website so that our message can go out to more people. But that's another thing. To be called to love crucified, you're called to propagate the path. And mainly by becoming the path. Okay, so I'm going to finish here. And the last thing that sets us apart is... Our call specifically for the missionaries of the cross you we need to have a great love for our missionaries of the cross and for the future missionaries of the cross and we must be willing to live our charism to bring those future missionaries of the cross um, especially those that God will want to be priests to the, our, our community, and the Lord has made it clear to me that it's going to cost the mothers of the cross a lot, just like it cost Mary a lot to bring the apostles from where they were at to the men transformed in the Holy Spirit to have that courage. It's going to be the same um, and I told our missionaries of the cross, don't be discouraged if you feel you don't have that courage or that purity. Either did any of the 12, <laughs> okay? And yet, um, look at what the Lord did. And he's going to do the same thing with them. With, But we need to be very clear on that's an important mission of a mother of the cross. So we have to really... I think maybe take that mission and remember it better um, for our own men and and those that aren't here yet. Okay. So with that, I I finished.